Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, and welcome to that Nerd Dad podcast live on lunch break, where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. Ollie, I don't care what you say, I still enjoy that theme song. It uh, gets me doing this. Uh, Plus, it's free. I don't get any hits on my YouTube account when I air it. So, chef's kiss. No show last week. There was no show last week. I was busy. It happens. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a real job. This is no, surprisingly enough going live one time a week uh, does not pay the bills. So I have a real job that takes priority. Uh, I also have a wife who's eight months pregnant. I got a couple of existing children um, that I, I take to and from school. I'm an active parent. Sometimes this falls by the wayside, but that's part of being that nerd dad is, I try to make this uh, palatable, try to make it relatable, try to show you that you too can have a hobby that you find enjoyable and be a dad. Plus, I'm doing a whole bunch more for, uh, I'm going to plug them here, Cryer Media, doing a whole lot more for Cryer Media, but I'm doing it behind the scenes. Um, So a lot of the social stuff has got my fingerprint on it these days. Um, Love working with them. Head over to Cryer.co. Cannot promote them enough. So even though there was no show last week, didn't mean I wasn't busy. I did stuff. I did, I did stuff for you. I produced content I'm over on the uh, the old YouTube channel. I put out four or five new shorts. Uh, but the big thing I did, and I did it in uh, collaboration with Cryer Media, is this. Uh, that nerd dad at the Canadian Auto Show. So... Um, the Canadian International Auto Show is uh, one of the biggest in the world. It runs in Toronto for about two weeks um, and uh, hasn't gone for the last couple of weeks. Or last couple of weeks, last couple of years because of the, what's it called, the COVID. That, that COVID thing impacted our ability to gather in crowds. But now, even though COVID's still a very real thing, uh, we don't care anymore. We just don't care anymore. So things like the Canadian International Auto Show can go on. And this year, <laughs> I was uh, funny enough, shout out to my wife. It was my wife who said, you know, you can get in for free if you get a media pass. So why don't you apply as a member of the media? So I reached out to producer Chris, Jedi Chris, Chris Rook. Uh, and I said, hey, are you cool if I apply to get a media pass for this on behalf of Cryer Media? I'll do some content for us. He said, go for it. 
Now, you never know when you put these applications in, if you're going to get approved, uh, you have to fill out a, a form and Cryer Media is still kind of new. Cryer.co, still kind of new. Um, but to my surprise, I was granted media credentials. So I got a little badge, said media, made me feel cool. Not going to lie. There was, a, there was a cool factor to say, like, I'm part of the media. Um, so I did that. And when I was there, I uh, I thought, okay, I will take the dad approach to this. So uh, if you haven't watched the video, head over to my YouTube channel. It's five minutes long. Um, and I went to these super high-end luxury cars, the futuristic models, and, and high-end race cars and things like that. And then I asked people who work there, how many cup holders does it have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how many strollers do you think I can fit in the back seat? It was a bit. It's funny. It's, it's hilarious. I was I was hoping I was hoping that they would understand it's a bit, and they would play into it. Not really the case. <laughs> these uh, these people were probably temporary hires for the show. They don't want to make a mistake. So I was given kind of very honest, polite answers. Um, one guy tried to play into it a little bit. It just made it more awkward. So uh, if you like awkward comedy, check it out. Again, had fun. The auto show is always a good time. Um, and it's one of those moments that uh, I, I think are important as a parent, where you take your kid and your kids into social functions, social opportunities, because there's all these little life lessons that you teach them along the way. How to queue up, how to line up how to wait your turn, how to give people personal space. Uh, in the case of my children, apparently, how to ride an escalator. They were a little terrified of it. <clears throat> kind of reminded me of Elf trying to get on the escalator. Though. Oh, oh. Um, so I, it's important to do these things with your kids. And I, you know, I like to think that it's important to do it one-on-one -on -one with them, um, just with dad. Because um, just in general, I think moms get the, the short end of the stick when it comes to parenting. They get known as the enforcer of rules. They get known as the the no fun ones. My wife excluded, of course, naturally excluded from that conversation. Um, but I think it's important that they see dad kind of laying down the law and, and that dad's not all fun in games. But to teach them those lessons, I don't want it all coming from mom and, you know, maybe give them an experience that they'll remember uh, me for. So, uh, super important. Speaking of social situations, and another parenting, parenting? Parenting, parental, whatever, thing that I did on the weekend. This weekend was uh, my kids and I, and my wife and my sister-in-law, went to see Elephant and Piggies. We are in a play. We are in a play. And it is adorable. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the books, I'm going to show some here for you. Uh, you really should be. Mo Willems is a prolific children's author. Uh, has been writing these elephant and piggy uh, books, let's say, for decades. <laughs> and they're the best. Um, they teach life lessons. They are cute. They are funny. They're very short. They're long. But each page themselves has like five words. 
Um, it almost reads like a comic strip. And um, uh, uh, Gerald is kind of the elephant and kind of big and oafish and, you know. Um, and Piggy is this sweet little high-energy character. And they teach each other about being patient and waiting for things and playing with new toys. And when my friend is sad and my new friend is fun too. And anyways, uh, I, I digress a little bit here because I cannot recommend these books enough. Naturally, it was turned into a musical. <laughs> and Elephant and Piggies, We Are in a Play, which is, of course, a take on Elephant and Piggies, We Are in a Book. Um, saw it in Toronto. I'm assuming there's a, an equivalent in your neck of the woods, wherever you are. Uh, and I got to say, go see it. It's cute. It's an hour. They string together a storyline that kind of blends five or six of these books from Mo Willems um, with music. And my kids are seven and three. It held the attention span for both for the hour. Uh, right towards the very end, my three-year-old was getting a little fidgety, but not to the point where I had to be like, hey, stop it. It's almost over. Nothing like that held his attention span just fine. If it's in your neck of the woods, go see it. What's next? What is next? Oh, this next one pissed me off. I don't like this next story. So let's talk about it. Actually, I got a few stories today kind of pissed me off. <laughs> this one kind of lightheartedly pisses me off. This one kind of jokingly pisses me off. And it's a, a study that says more than three cups of coffee a day may harm kidney function in some people. Well, that's just great. That's just great. Three cups of coffee. I'm a, I'm a six cupper kind of guy have been for quite some time. So had I known I was going to destroy my kidney, uh, with coffee, maybe I would have just skipped the kidney, went for the liver and wrecked it with booze. I don't know. And, and here's the thing that's irritating about this more than three cups of coffee. It's how they define three cups of coffee. Here's how they define three cups of coffee. For the study, a total of three cups of Italian espresso was equivalent to 300 milligrams of caffeine. It's not difficult to consume that amount. Consider that a Starbucks Grande, Dark Roast, and a Tim Hortons Large have 260 milligrams. So one large Timmy's puts you over the limit, or almost over the limit. Two large from Timmy's puts you over the limit. Health Canada recommends adults consume no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. Women who are pregnant or breastfeeding or planning a pregnancy are advised to limit caffeine intake to 300 milligrams. <sighs> it doesn't take much to understand why this study pisses me off as someone who drinks six, six cups a day. And, you know, small plug here for Pepsi. Uh, in between my coffee... It's usually Coke or Pepsi um, just to keep me alive. So mm, do with that information what you will. It's not going to change anyone's habits. If you're a six cup of, chai, cup of coffee guy uh, or girl or lady or person, uh, you're not suddenly going to be like, oh, that study says it's bad for me. You knew it was bad for you. Wait till they find out I drink six double doubles a day. 
<laughs> I'm assuming this study is only regarding black coffee and not the cream and sugar I put into it. Death by coffee. What a way to go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of fun ways to die, Meth Gator is <laughs> movies in development by the Sharknado studio following the success of Cocaine Bear. Oh, that's just such a fun sentence. Let's say it again. Meth Gator movie in development by Sharknado studio following success of Cocaine Bear. The article says, following the success of Cocaine Bear, the Asylum, the low-budget production company behind the Sharknado franchise, is now officially developing a movie centered around an alligator on meth. The film titled Attack of the Meth Gator will be released this summer. Ah. There are so few things that bring me joy in life. There are, there are truly so few. Like, I have kids. They bring me some joy. Um. But a meth gator movie, uh, just it's it, it it warms the cockles of my heart. I cannot wait for a meth gator. I haven't seen Cocaine Bear. I'll wait to stream it. Not gonna lie, don't go to movies if you're an average if you're an average avid average avid listener. You know I don't go out. I don't like interacting with human beings. Uh, I'll talk to you in the chat if you want to chat. But um, if I can avoid a social function. I will, which is ironic considering I said I started this by talking about two social functions, but that was for my kids. That's different. I'll do anything for them. I just, if it's for me, I will stay in my parents' basement. Thank you very much. Speaking of staying in your parents' basement, ooh, transition's hard today. I don't like them. Uh, Dilbert, <laughs> Dilbert, ooh, Dilbert News. There's a sentence that hasn't been uttered in 20 years. Dilbert News. Scott Adams is more than a little racist. He is, uh, this was from the Cleveland.com, this image you're seeing here. It's got Dilbert. For those on listening to the auto, it's got Dilbert painting his classic black and red ties, covering up the black with white. And uh, it says, cutting ties to blacks on my tie too. And it says, Dilbert. KKK creator Scott Adams. Oh, it's uh, it's satire at its finest. Um, Scott Adams went nuts on the weekend. I'm not even gonna show the clip because the, the clip is hard to watch. Um, like when someone is that hateful and um, and deliberately so, it's it's really hard to watch. I find um, it's not a, a person who kind of snaps in the moment and maybe says some stuff they're going to regret later on. Um, this is something that he has been sitting on for a long time. And he really, really, really went hard. Um, so, so Scott Adams has been effectively canceled. And so has Dilbert. Now where this one 
I don't want to say cuts deep for me because I'm not a minority. <laughs> this cuts way deeper for them. But I will say I have an affinity or I had an affinity for the Dilbert cartoons. Um, uh, my parents still get the paper delivered every day. Um, I can remember that while mom was reading the obituaries, because that's what old people do. They read the obituaries. I would read the comic strips. And Dilbert was always one of them. And in my life, in my mind, even as a teenager, I was probably going to end up in an office somewhere. So I found it humorous. I found it amusing. Um, and and I think it I think it developed some of my sensibilities. There's also no doubt that the Drew Carey show at the time was a bit of a play on Dilbert, right down to the image. And and, and so I have fond-ish memories of Dilbert. I'm confident that if I look around my parents' place here, uh, I could find a Dilbert book of all the comic strips. Guess we're having a good old-fashioned book burning. <laughs> They're no longer allowed. Um, so, Dilbert, good riddance. Scott Adams, good riddance. He is not one that I will have a hard time differentiating between the art and the artist. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes some, maybe one of your favorite artists has been canceled. They said some really inappropriate shit, but you love their art still. I'm sure I could find some people listening to Kanye West. I'm sure I can find some people listening to uh, old Cosby records. I'll bet you they're still out there because they have a hard time differentiating between the person, the art, and the artist. All those movies that Harvey Weinstein made and produced haven't disappeared from our collective memories. But they smell real bad now. So there are kind of levels of cancellation. <laughs> and and uh, I'm pretty sure Scott Adams, while Dilbert was a pop culture icon, pop culture moment in time, uh, I'm pretty sure no one's going to miss him. So that's that. That's my that's my cent, my two cents on Dilbert. Because uh, as someone who kind of looks like Dilbert, like if I shaved, let's be honest, it wouldn't be much of a stretch. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's throw the racist version up on there again. Uh, it wouldn't be much of a stretch to see me as Dilbert. So, Two more things I want to talk about, and we'll wrap this baby up. Because you know I like to keep them short. 20, 25 minutes. One of the best things about that Nerd Dad podcast live on lunch break. Keep them short. Have fun with it and keep them short. Uh, this is just a recommendation. I, like you, don't have a lot of time on my hands. I, like you, also have way too many shows to watch. My streaming services and to binge and to watch list are never ending. And uh, recently, my wife and I came across a little show called Run for the Money. It's on Netflix. You can see it's not in English. Not going to embarrass myself by saying I, 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 which language it's in. I don't know. But <laughs> the premise of this uh, reality show is it's essentially kind of a Hunger Games uh, meets the childhood game 
Manhunt. Now, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with Manhunt, there's probably a version of it wherever you grew up. But in my neck of the woods, Manhunt was you got five, 10, maybe 15 people. And you ran around the neighborhood trying to tag each other. And the more people that you collected, the bigger the group got to go get the remaining people. Pretty straightforward premise. So Run for the Money kind of takes that element, except they say, you have eight hours to avoid these scary guys in black masks. If you get tagged, you're out. But for every second that you're in the game, the money goes up. The amount of money that you're going to win goes up. So it's kind of awesome. Then they throw in little wrinkles and twists, and they will offer contestants the chance to become a trader. So if you become a trader, you could earn yourself a little money and snitch on one of your contestants. Then, if that wasn't crazy enough, they also have missions to complete. And what are these missions? Doesn't matter. Could be anything. The mission is there's going to be a bunch of people running by and you have to decode the message that they have. The message is up in the sky and you have to do this or that. And every time you get something right, a little bit more money in the pot. It's really a fun show. Uh, it's about four hours long. I think there's four hour long episodes. Um, really simple. You can watch it with subtitles, which I don't do because I, I can't read that fast. But they also have the ability to English dub it. Now, Unlike Money Heist, where it was kind of a real quality um, English dub and that voice acting was done um, with paid professionals, run for your money voice acting is terrible. It's it's the worst. It reminds me of the old Godzilla move, movies. Um, and for that reason, I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. They don't try to hide it. Um, it makes it... It makes it more fun for me um but uh i recommend run for your money so if you're if you're looking for a new show to binge run for your money watch it tell me what you think of it and we're gonna end we're gonna end now we got one more story to talk about um now i'm about a week and a half late on this story but fuck it it's my show i didn't have one last week and i want to talk about it <laughs> and and there's a moment in canadian history i think of, uh, associated with this so i'm just gonna play it it's a clip. I'm, I, I also saved it for the end because I'm, I'm kind of borrowing the clip. So let's hope it doesn't get us taken down because um, it's only like 10 seconds long. So here's the clip. Oh, Canada, our home on a native land. Oh, goosebumps, chills. Uh, that was Julie Black performing O Canada at the NBA All-Star Game 10 days ago, let's say. And um, and she changed the Canadian National Anthem. Now, for some, that might be sacrilegious. But I think she just rewrote the National Anthem. I don't... I, I think we should keep her version of it. Um, I have listeners in the UK and Australia, especially. Uh, so for those of you who may be unfamiliar with our national anthem and some of the details, it's, uh, Oh Canada, our home 
and native land. But Miss Julie Black from Toronto changed it to our home on native land. And she paused and she hit that on. And it was chef's kiss. It was perfection. Um, James D. Fiore has written a great piece for Cryer Media about it, um, where he talks about the fact that we have all these anti-masters running around with fuck Trudeau flags and upside down hockey sticks and Canada flags and blah, 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 blah. And it has had zero impact. Zero. I don't care if you're an anti-vaxxer, uh, if you're uh, Canada's not free, just fuck right off. This is not the show for you. Um, so all of these, all of that effort, all of that organization, all of those t-shirt sales have, have amounted to zero, zero impact on society. But with one change of one word, Julie Black may have changed Canada forever. That is just phenomenal. Just remarkable. Um, it is it is a dignified approach. It is a, a, a it, it's one of those simple changes that you wish you had thought of. And honestly, we've changed our national anthem recently. Remember, it used to be in all thy sons command. Now it's in all of us command. Why not make it more gender inclusive? Why not make it more gender neutral? Of course. And the idea of us, you know, we, we, we have everywhere we go these days, there is um, land acknowledgement ceremonies before speeches. We Even before um, Elephant and Piggy that I was talking about earlier, um, they did a land acknowledgement. We acknowledge we are performing this on, on the former grounds. And, um, and I think that this kind of encompasses that. It's a land acknowledgement within our national anthem. And I could not be prouder of this moment. Um, and, uh, and, you know, respectfully, the balls on her to do it on this stage. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, this is one of the biggest stages in the world, the NBA All-Star Game. It is all eyes on one of the biggest, most global sports in the world. And she has the balls to do that. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, proud of you, Julie Black. I know you don't care. Yeah, it's, I'm just another bald white guy. But proud of you. This was amazing. It was an amazing moment in Canadian history. And I hope it has a lasting impact the way it had on me. I will be showing my kids that clip. I will be um, talking about it endlessly. Um, and and whenever I hear the national anthem at a sporting event, I will say they should have done Julie's version. And I don't even care if we call it the national anthem Julie's version, but uh, I'm going to play it one more time. Dua, I see you. Hello. Thank you for watching. Um, but yeah, just a beautiful, be beautiful moment um, and, and beautiful second in time there. So, uh, you know, that's it for the show. That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about, guys. Uh, we, we covered a little bit of everything. Parenting, pop culture, and politics. Every week we have fun with this. Um, so 
wherever you're watching this, wherever you watched it, there's probably a subscribe button. Please hit that. I'd love five stars or a thumbs up. That always helps with the algorithm. <laughs> I won't try to sell you anything on this show. Uh, if you want to catch what I'm reading, head over to Cryer Media, Cryer.co. Not just me there. We're a collective of independent broadcasters and uh, podcasters and writers and bloggers. And we have a lot of fun um, covering whatever the hell we want. And that's the great thing about it. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We'll do this again next week, I hope. Maybe even twice. Maybe I'll make up for the week I lost. But until then, be well and be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.